The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey there, beautiful babies. What's up? It's your girl, Nomi Jackson here, along with the irreplaceable... Mmm... Irresistible issue on the other line. Yeah. What's up, guys? It is Thursday, May 20th, 2021 at 9.26 a.m. How are you guys doing today? What's the good word? Let me know. I'm really, really curious. Um, so, I was thinking, since I'm not going to finish that, um... Barry Motown and Me book by Raynoma Gordy Singleton only because it's just it's just a little bit too much you know it's just too much and I can't really wrap my brain into it at this particular I might uh, revisit it later I should um, but in the meantime I'm gonna read one of a new book that I got well it's new to me. <laughs> it's The Law Supreme, The Life of Dream Girl, Florence Ballard. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading this. I've been wanting this for a while. I just love her. She's so pretty, and she sang great, and her her life uh, story just kind of made me sad, but I want to, um, I do want to read about it, and I always have, like, this little fantasy if they ever redid the, uh, not redid, but if they ever, um, made a movie about uh, the Supremes, that I would be cast as Flo. <laughs> but uh, at this point, I guess I'm too old and too chunky right here now <laughs> to be Flo. But anyway, that's just something in my mind. So I'm going um, to pick that one up soon, probably sometime today or in the morning. We'll see what's up. Um, What else? Oh, I just heard that uh, David Ruffin's daughter, Nedra, passed away due to COVID. That's terrible. Uh, she was 58 years old. I think that was his oldest child, if I'm not mistaken. So my condolences to the uh, Ruffin family, her children. Uh, her mom is still alive, her children, and her grandkids. My sympathy goes to you guys. Let's see, what else? And so, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I was on the computer, obviously. It's still up. Um... And I happened upon this video on YouTube with Raj, a.k.a. <laughs> Ernest Thomas, you know, Raj from What's Happening. Um, I get a lot of suggestions because I watched this one interview with him a while ago and I just keep getting suggestions. I I like the guy. Um, I also i am a friend of his on Facebook, too. He's really, really cool. And he's been giving a lot of interviews lately and he is like speaking the truth. I just pray for his protection because he's like letting it all hang out pretty much. He's like, he's just really like being completely and utterly honest and that's good and that's not so good. So <laughs> uh, if you get a chance, check out some of the um, interviews he did. But this particular one, uh, he happened to mention Mikey 
Pooh, Michael Jackson, and he had a good point. He said that Hollywood uses your own weaknesses against you as opposed to, um, you know, I mean, they are out to destroy you, especially if you get very successful to a certain point as a particularly a black entertainer and you're gaining way too much power. They can and they will bring you down. Um, but it's not what he was saying. It's not like, no, they didn't have, they didn't have to go and like, you know, overdose him or poison. They use his own, um, weaknesses against him. And that's what they do for everyone. Um, so basically they find out what, like if you have an addiction or something and they'll, whether it's to drugs, alcohol, people, whatever, they'll find what it is and they'll supply you more until you pretty much end up killing yourself that way. I'm not saying that's what Michael did, but um, I am thinking that um, they used his, because he loved kids and he, he built, you know, Neverland and everything. And he just surrounded himself, you know, with kids in a good way. But they knew that and... You know, I believe uh, they're the ones who originally put the idea in the original case back in, um, when was that? Uh, I don't remember. But anyway, um, I do believe that they are the ones who put the family up to, you know, making those false allegations and everything. Because the way Mikey had it set up, it would look bad on the outside and it was so easy for them to, you know, swoop in and turn it into something terrible. So basically that was his point was that, um, they just find out what's your weakness and they'll just use it against you to, uh, bring you down, kill you, whatever. So unfortunately I kind of agree with that. And he also said something I agreed with. He said once, um, Mikey Pooh left, you know, had, you know, wasn't, his father wasn't his manager anymore, Joe, Papa Joe, um, that's when all the vultures really started coming at him. And I agree too, because also when he moved out of, you know, his family's home, um, you know, to do what he, you know, to do the Neverland thing, I think that's when he was, I think his, no matter how dysfunctional some people think his family might be, um, they looked out for him. His, his parents looked out for him and had Joe still, you know, been a part of everything, then I think he would have, um, Mikey probably wouldn't have gotten to that point anyway, because his father was a protector and he did, even though, <laughs> even though it's kind of weird though, he was a protector, you know, yet he overdid some things, but I do think he genuinely, loved Michael and I think if Michael had stayed home I don't think this would have happened and you know um Joe would have made anything any even less he would have like whacked it away because see they were in a safe place when their father was um their manager still and it's just I don't know a little bit of freedom can sometimes work against you. Not that he shouldn't have a freedom. He was a grown man. And of course, you know, uh, he should have his own house and everything. But I just think 
he just needed to be around family, around people that weren't, you know, actively trying to take him for all he was worth because, you know, he might have been a bit naive because of the way he did grow up, you know, um, unfortunately. And I say this as somebody who is quite naive myself. I like to think at this point in time that I'm not naive anymore, but as time goes on, I realize just how naive I still am. And, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a dangerous world out there, man. You just, you gotta protect yourself, but you need, like, a village around you to protect you from, you know, any vultures out there, so. Anyway, (laughs) that is what, uh, I was looking at, but yeah, that was an interview on YouTube, just type in Ernest Thomas speaks about Mikey Poo Jackson. Well, actually, don't put Mikey Poo Jackson. <laughs> I wonder what would, <laughs> what would happen if I did that. Um, I guess I'll find out because, yeah. Anyway, um, so today I thought the words that I would read for today are from the song, speaking of Mikey Poo and the Jackson clan. I thought I'd do older sister, big sister, Rebe Jackson, and her hit, Centipede. Okay. Centipede, centipede. Your love is like a raging fire. Oh, you're a snake that's on the loose. The strike is your desire. But when the centipede is hot, you're bound to feel the fire, huh? And when the centipede is hot, you're bound to feel the fire. I feel, oh yeah, a longing for your touch like you crawled into the bathroom window to give him all your love. Oh, like the centipede that's hot, the fire is in your touch. Just like a centipede, you've got a lot of loving to touch. Don't you know in the quiet of the night is when the snake is in the crawling and the moon starts to glow then disappear. When the time is really right is when the centipede is crawling. You'll be crying in the night, so many tears, and you're crawling like a centipede. Centipede. You came out to strike him with your touch, like you crawled into the bathroom window to bite him with your love. Like a centipede that's hot, the fire is in your touch. Just like a centipede, you've got a lot of loving to touch. Don't you know when the quiet of the night is when the snake is on the crawling and the moon starts to glow, then disappear? When the time is really right, is when the centipede is crawling. You'll be crying in the night, so many tears, and... You're crawling like a centipede. Uh, then she repeats it a couple times, and then centipede goes out with centipede. It was written by the most beautiful human ever, Mikey Poo Jackson. He wrote that, and he he wrote it specifically for his big sis, and he actually produced uh, the record as well. Um... I love it because he wrote it, but to be a million times honest and transparent with you guys, I don't quite understand what this song is talking about. I mean, I I don't know. I'm like reading. Like I don't know what are like what are they saying? Like I don't get it. <laughs> I feel really stupid now. Um, if someone could explain it to me, I'm just having um. A dumb moment right here because I don't know what the song is talking about it uh, I don't know I feel bad that I don't know but the fact that he wrote it I mean 
he put his heart into something so i know it's good and i know it must mean something special so hey <laughs> speaking of miss Reby jackson i um found this interview of her speaking about it and what i'm gonna do is play it for you guys let's see if i can do this uh hang on guys i thought it'd be best to get it in her own words my brother to produce me it wasn't necessarily because he was so hot <laughs> it's just that I thought it would be something that would be good would work well together and of course even though I had asked him and he wanted to as well um, it, took, it was a while before he did produce Centipede Centipede um, was recorded in 1984 um, written produced and arranged by Michael my brother and uh, it was something that was really exciting for me uh, he had talked about working with me, producing something, and he told me this this thought that he had, this song that he wanted to work with me on. So we went. I went to the studio, and um, he showed me the lyrics. Uh, I started singing them. I actually learned the song on the set as I was recording it. That's how I learned it. And um, the funny part about it is when I was recording the song, it was during the time that the Victory Tour was trying to come into existence. And so there were promoters from all over coming into the studio while we were trying to record. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but it worked out in the end. And I'll never forget, he, Michael was always very sensitive about people knowing how he produced. He never wanted anybody to know that. And uh, what happened is that he did say to me that this song is a hit, and we'll know it's a hit because when I put it on in the biscuits or the cans, which were the speakers, they're going to break or burst. And if they burst, that means it's a hit. And he would get so excited, he'd jump up on the council on the backside. He'd start dancing on it. And sure enough, that happened. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I like to hear uh, little stories like that, you know. Um, particularly by his family members and stuff like that. And to see, just to hear about him getting so excited about things, that really makes my heart happy to know at any given time he did have some happiness that just just makes me so so happy um you notice that um all the jacksons they all even though they have different like uh voice uh ranges you know s some of them speak you know at a higher note or some speak at a lower note or whatever no matter how they speak they all have the, the same cadence in their voice i mean obviously because they grew up in the same house together, but um, if you notice, they all just have that certain lilt in their voice. That's exactly the same whether they speak really high, you know, or speak at a lower range. Um, they all kind of sound the same in that way. Um, like, I don't know, just like hearing her, her voice is obviously deeper than Janet's speaking voice. But in a, in a way, they still sound the same. Although I'm thinking um, the lighter voice that um, Michael had and that Janet has. And um, I, I'm thinking, well, I know for a fact with Michael, I know that his regular indoor voice, when no cameras, no nothing were around, he had a, um, a regular lower registered voice that you'd more expect from, you know, a guy um 
and the same with Janet well in some of the um movies that she's been in her voice has been deeper so I'm thinking the the higher voice is just kind of what we all kind of do the um I mentioned that before like you speak different in different settings you know what I'm saying I mean I oh code switch like I do that all the time when I'm on here with you like I'll switch you know how I'm saying stuff my a manner of speech just because I don't know because <laughs> I'm such a a mixed you know person that I pick up a little here pick up a little there it kind of comes together and depending on your audience you know you have a certain tone of voice that you use um when I'm nervous I speak in a whole lot higher voice or you know what I'm saying so yeah anyway <laughs> I don't even know why I started saying that except to say that they all have the same cadence in their voice I guess that's what I'm trying to tell you guys anyway <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening today oh my gosh I feel like I totally rambled on this time I don't know why but um I do appreciate you listening especially the ones that listen to me every day I really want you to know that uh Ishii and I we appreciate it mm, Michael appreciates it too he yeah he does <laughs> um as a matter of fact I needed to remind you that God loves you Ishii loves you I love you and Mikey who loves you mm, this is a fact so hey <laughs> we want you guys to go out there and have a really fantastic day we hope you do something special and something fun and we hope you experience a little bit of love today okay we love you odabo